0: And live from Harrison County, West Virginia. We welcome you back to the Healthy Harrison podcast, a weekly show designed to help you change your state. We want you to live happier, healthier, and uh, and have a more successful life. We are here to help. I'm joined on our program as co-host by Amy Haberbosch-Wilson, who is the vice president of the Healthy Harrison Board of Directors. I'm Gary Bowden, also a member of the Healthy Harrison uh, Board of Directors. We stream this program live on the Healthy Harrison Facebook page, as well as on the statewide distribution network of our media partner, wvnews.com. Every week at this time, we chat with individuals who are focused on the mission of Healthy Harrison, that being to foster measurable improvement to the health and well-being of the people of North Central West Virginia, in our case, specifically Harrison County. But we welcome today a guest from Berkeley County, West Virginia. Uh, We welcome Dana DeJarnett, who in her role with Healthy Berkeley, again, as in Berkeley County, West Virginia, uh, she pursues many of the same goals as Healthy Harrison. Dana is a promotion coordinator for WVU Medicine Berkeley and Jefferson Medical Center. She's been in the fitness health promotion field for over 30 years. She has a Bachelor of Science in Psychology from James Madison University, and she has her Master's in Exercise Physiology from WVU. So we welcome Dana DeJarnet. Dana, I presume you're over on the other part of West Virginia, is that correct?
1: Yes, I am in Berkeley County.
0: (laughs) Very good. good. Appreciate Um, you letting
1: me invade your area over there.
0: (laughs) Well, we're delighted to have you. uh, and uh, I, I could have likely filled half of the show today with the rest of your biography uh, and some of the things you're doing in that community. But frankly, I'm going to start by letting you explain uh, your background. How do you got into some of these health-related programs and, and, and how you uh, stay involved in them in what capacity in the Martinsburg area?
1: Um, So I have worked at what was then city hospital since 94. um, And my role has always been community health, um, our employee wellness program and any corporate. Um, For a while we had a wellness center open, which unfortunately just closed recently, but I've always done community outreach and and community work um, just trying to bring out um, healthy lifestyle programs to the community. We started a group called Healthier Berkeley in early 2000s as part of our community health needs assessment. It kind of evolved um, a few years ago to Healthy Berkeley. And um, we partnered with Main Street Martinsburg. So a lot of our programs are done in conjunction with what Main Street events are going on. But it's a community collaborative, a lot of different organizations such as the school system, uh, Main Street, the health department, the library, uh, independent business people, residents who are interested. So we kind of just have this coalition of people that have the same mission to try to bring these kind of programs to the community.
0: You've actually been involved in quite a few different programs in that community, haven't you, that that I guess in a way led up to Healthly Berkeley and your work with them?
1: Right, Yep. Yeah. So we've always, it's kind of the mission was always looking at the obesity epidemic and, you know, what we can do to prevent and manage and treat. Um, so all of our programs have kind of focused on that, whether it be nutrition, physical activity, community garden. Um, we've we've evolved to be more than just kind of the obesity epidemic, I guess, um, because we have a lot of issues. But um, yeah, it's just kind of, we've probably done and tried everything <laughs> over the years. Um, I say our most successful years have been the last few years in, And teaming up with Main Street, and and we have that support. We do have our economic development authority involved in our um, group. So partnering with other organizations such as the Chamber, you know, that really helps um, bring it out to more people.
0: You actually won an award with Healthy Berkeley, didn't you? Or you, you have? Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so we have um, the last two years, we applied for the Healthy People, Healthy Places Award, which is really a nice, um, it's more like evaluating your community and what's going good and what's what needs to be worked on. So there's benchmarks. And if you reach those certain benchmarks, you get certain levels of recognition. And we were fortunate enough to get the gold award for both Martinsburg the first year we applied and then Berkeley County in the second year that we applied. Who's
0: the presenter? Uh, It's the
1: West Virginia... um, Department of Health and Human Services, the oh, okay. Office of okay. Chronic Disease. Yeah. Great. Great. So, yeah.
0: Congratulations. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Congratulations.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Are the some benchmarks are oh, so go sorry, ahead. go ahead. No, 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 go oh, ahead. I was go just ahead. gonna say the,
1: the benchmarks are just very helpful in looking at what you do. And you'd be surprised if you really took a look at the benchmarks that they have out there. And your community is probably providing a lot of those things. And it's everything from do you have a comprehensive plan? Do you have you know a complete streets plan to Does your convenience stores within a certain radius offer fruits and vegetables and water? You know, so just looking at all kinds of different things. Mm -hmm. Um, So we, we figured we found what we were lacking and we found what we were doing good at. And it actually motivated us to do a few programs that we weren't doing. So that kind of helped us
2: develop some projects, too. Who have been some of your best partners, collaborative partners through this?
1: Um... I would say, you know, the biggest impact we've had is since we were with Main Street, we got a couple large grants with Main Street, but that also brought in other people to um, working with us. So we have just just people residents or people have private businesses like we have somebody who has a graphic design business and he's been very instrumental. We have somebody who has a counseling service. Um, you know, again, we've, we work with the libraries and. Uh, the schools and all that kind of stuff and it evolves as every committee does sometimes there's more like right now the health department's not really participating a lot because they've got a little other focus um yeah <laughs> like so things change all the time yeah but I just having that partnership
2: good you know, is yeah, good. It's huge yeah and we find mm-hmm. that ours change too which is good mm-hmm. what are some of the uh, specific initiatives that are undertaken by Healthy Berkeley
1: uh well currently um I guess our biggest things we have the uh, we have a community garden and they, we have a um, farmers market, so that was kind of born out of Healthy Berkeley, um, and then we just do different things like we do a 5K. Actually, we haven't done it since COVID. Um, uh, but we do other initiatives, kind of like what we're going to be doing with Healthy Harrison. So we've done like a summer challenge where it was like a month and a calendar of, you know, try to do these something new and different every day. Or um, we team with Extension and they have a program It used to be called um, Maintain Don't Gain Over the Holidays. So you kind of weighed in and out from the holidays and tried not to gain any weight. Um, that's evolved because of being virtual to called Slay the Holiday. So we have people track their water and their physical activity. So trying to maintain that over the holidays. So we just do do a lot of those little kind of behavior change programs um, throughout the year.
2: Which are great. How did did, uh, Healthy Berkeley come to be? What's the history?
1: Um, Well, it started because of the hospital's community health needs assessment. And Mm -hmm. we kind of just Mm -hmm. brought partners together and what was the biggest issue that we needed to work on. And that's when we decided in the early 2000s, it was obesity. So that was kind of the start of Healthier Berkeley
2: um in the early 2000s and then it's just kind of grown from there similar to ours it seems like Mm. um hurdles of course Uh, I'm sure you've had those too what what was when did you reach like I guess the the wow moment and begin to think this is this is really working
1: um I I think when we see more and more participation Mm. in things um and I'll still keep going back to Main Street, because that's just been huge, because they're so visible, and as, and our Main Street has grown over the last few years, a um, lot more programs, a lot more people coming downtown, so that's just really kind of helped, too, and I think it's, we played ball off of each other in that way.
2: Right.
0: We're speaking today with Dana Desjarnette, who is the head of uh, Healthy Berkeley, a program organization that's uh, frankly, quite similar to what we're trying to do uh, with Healthy Harrison here in our own community. I want to remind folks that are joining us now and those that might play this back later that this podcast wouldn't be possible without the help of our sponsors. They are WVU Medicine, United Hospital Center, WVU, the State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. Uh, you mentioned uh, uh, the, the pandemic. Um, the fact that the health department has not been able to play the same role in your partnership as they uh, perhaps did. How has COVID and the pandemic affected what you've tried to do? Did you have to make drastic changes?
1: I mean, you're basically, for a while, we just weren't offering any programs because we, you know, we normally had our farmer's market. Well, we did. We, we still were able to offer our farmer's market, but at first we started with that drive-through because you couldn't have you. people milling around. And then um, we usually partnered it with the music they had downtown on Friday evenings. Well, there was no music, but we still kept the farmer's market going. I think it just proves your resilience and how you can adapt your programs and still be able to offer them. You know, like we did virtual programs like the monthly challenge or you know, how we change the maintain don't gain. So just trying to find other ways. I also, as part of the hospital do self-management programs and they were always in person. So now we offer those by zoom. So kind of, you know, the word we've all heard is pivot. So we've all pivot, yeah. trying to figure out how to offer the same things in a different way. Yeah.
0: How did you become acquainted with Healthy Harrison? Did, did, did you come to us or did find out about us or did we come to you?
1: Yeah, I found out about you all because of the hospital's community health needs assessment and okay. the, um, the system, WV Medicine System, all uses the School of Public Health to do the community health needs assessment. So the woman that's in charge of that was like, hey, you need to meet John yeah. from Healthy Harrison. So I just reached out to him and we had a conversation one day. I wanted to know what you guys were doing. And then I'd say a few months later, he's like, hey, there's a way we could maybe partner so I was like, sure, <laughs>
2: you know, let's figure this out. So, so from what well, you I know think- about Healthy Harrison, I'm sorry, Gary.
0: No, go ahead, go ahead.
2: Now, from what you know about Healthy Harrison, what are some of the similarities and differences? I mean, now that we're, I guess, somewhat connected, we are.
1: Yeah. Um, it, it's funny, because I, I need to know more about what you guys do, because I think you're focused, you have more of a, um, seems like more of a singular focus on maybe like the app and the challenges. I, yeah, because I that's what John, talks to me about um and you did a program I think you did some education programs too um in person
2: type things and that was so, our pivot. that was our pivot during you know during yeah. COVID I think we had initially headed one direction and then COVID hit and like oh okay John Paul had some great ideas to pivot and go to these community challenges which t- turned out to be great
1: yeah yeah I think we have more um we have more things under our umbrella, like the community garden, the farmer's market, yeah, that kind of stuff. Family. And yeah. you know, so some are, are more centered on hospital staff and hospital initiatives, but a lot of the time, a lot of it just falls under what we call Healthy Berkeley.
2: And it seems like Healthy Harrison, Healthy Berkeley, we're, we're definitely gonna partner in some fashion. We have already. I like mirroring mm-hmm. things and you know, since reinventing the wheel, if it's working for one or the other, do you see this relationship developing Yeah. I mean, this is
1: great. It's always great to learn from somebody else and then they share resources. So the fact that you guys have this app, we've never done anything like that before. um, Having an app, Um, you know, we try to use as many free resources as we have out there. Um, There's different, you know, websites like run sign up that we use for the slay the holiday challenge kind of thing. So um, this kind of takes us to the next level a little bit with the app.
0: Dana, you said that if there was a wow moment, a point at which you felt like what we're doing here is making some headway, um, it was increased participation, and and we're kind of evaluating that right now as what you know what's our game plan for next year. Uh, how do we grow broader so that more people are involved? How did you? see that change how did you measure it where, where did it occur I mean more people in the 5k more people coming to the farmer's market all of the above
1: yeah kind of that and I will say that may be a bigger difference between healthy Berkeley and healthy Harrison as, as you guys are probably better at measuring um, and being more um kind of based it because you're you're doing measurements of people like weight and that kind of stuff. And then you can really see what differences you're making. And ours is like, hey, just come out and participate and have a good time. And hopefully you're making some changes. And we get feedback from people like this made this kind of difference, you know. Um, but I don't have tangible on paper stats on, on that. So.
0: Let me remind our viewers that we're talking with Dana D. Jarnett, who serves with uh, Healthy Berkeley over in the Eastern Panhandle of West Virginia and uh, has programs that in some ways are alike, in some ways different than those Uh, conducted by Healthy Harrison, but we're trying to find out areas of common interest and areas where we can help each other. I also want to remind folks that our weekly broadcast, or podcast actually, is brought to you by WVU Medicine United Hospital Center, West Virginia University, The State Journal, wvnews.com, and Interaction Media. Uh, I I think we we started to go here. Uh, Healthy Harrison is Always seeking input from folks, and we do these weekly interviews. Uh, we we usually wrap up by saying, "How can you help us? What advice do you have for us?" So we're always looking for a way to make uh, a way to make our programs more successful. Uh, from what you've learned of Healthy Harrison, Dana, uh, uh, can you see Healthy Berkeley uh, taking on some of the things we're doing? Do, do you see yourself trying to implement some of the things we're doing?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would like to, I mean, we're limited because really everybody is either a volunteer or they all have other jobs. So I don't have a staff of anybody. Um, so we try to do what we can with what we've got. But I think what's made a difference too is, like I said, the, the partnership with Main Street. So whenever there's a Main Street event, as long as it's appropriate, we try to include somehow healthy Berkeley. So like even like the chili cook-off, we did one of the chilies and we use locally sourced ingredients for the chili and try to emphasize, you know, by local. So, or we've had, um, you know, the chocolate fest is really how we do the 5k. So we have a chocolate fest and book fair, but we do a truffle shuffle 5k in the morning. Now, of course, we haven't done much of this since the pandemic, but that's the kind of stuff we were trying to do where it would be, you know, be a part of events that were already going on and just create this message
2: that, you know, these can be healthy events also, you know. Well, I kind of want to go back to the, uh, the farmer's market. I know we're right in the middle of winter, but, um, mm-hmm. that's been brought up several times on our podcast and, and just with, you know, the steering committee and the board talking about doing, getting Healthy Harrison more involved in, in some of the farmer's markets. What are some of the pros and cons and how did you get the community on board? Yeah, that's, it's
1: really been a struggle. We do have a couple successful, um, standards or like one day farmers markets in Shepherdstown and Charlestown, and they've really grown over the years. We've struggled more than them. And I think the difference, it depends on what your county's like. And we have actually have farmers who have, um, you know, markets at their farm, which are very nice. So then we probably have four of those in the county. So that's kind of we're competing maybe against local farmers that already have markets. But the point of us having a farmer's market in downtown Martinsburg is food access. So for the people who can't get out to those places to get local produce. And then we also have the double snap and stretch snap dollars. So people who are on food assistance can use that to actually double their dollars to get fruits and vegetables. So really that was the, you know, the, the beginning goal of why we are trying to put a farmer's market in downtown Martinsburg. So we've, um, We've done it on friday nights with the music for years and i think now we're actually going to switch to saturday mornings because friday nights is and you're listening to music isn't always the most conducive time to buy fruits and vegetables and stuff yeah. but there's a lot of things we could do because we were doing like kids activities during it or we were doing cooking demos to highlight the food um, i know in um, charlestown they actually have a walking running group that because they're saturday mornings that takes off from the market. So that's something that if we're gonna to switch to Saturdays it would be easy for us to do. We did try walk with a doc during the market um, on Friday evenings and get a few people out, but had the support of the the doctors to come out and walk with a group of people. So you know, we tried a lot of different things over the
2: years. I actually like that idea, something different. And we have several here um, and, and they're growing too as well, and which is nice, get the community on board. I don't know that we have any on the evening. So that's kind of a cool, something different different idea. Yeah. There are some here that
1: local around the area, you know, within the tri-state area where they might be a like a Wednesday evening or Thursday evening or something like that. Yeah.
2: So how will you promote and encourage, um, I guess, your community, Martinsburg, Berkeley, to take part in our, I guess, quote, change your state challenge that we have?
1: Mm -hmm. So we'll actually you all are helping us with the marketing side of things and providing that for us, which is great. We have a Facebook page, um, and then we do, you know, press releases, and you know, we'll get it out, you know, in the usual typical ways: email blasts through the chamber. Um, you know, we have listservs. We have a Health and Human Services collaborative, so the message can go out through that. So, just you know, spreading it far and wide as wherever we can. That's great.
2: Got a lot of partners. Go ahead, Gary.
0: With with some of the organizations uh, you work with uh main street etc uh mm-hmm. are are there others that are coming to you to provide some coordination or guidance or uh do you have to recruit them or do some of them reach out to you
1: um gosh i'm trying to think how we it's just because i think i'm always out there and i'm part of a lot of these other uh groups and we just try i try to partner and collaborate with as many people as we can so um You know, and some will come to us like we had the women's shelter for a while partner with us or, you know, especially with the the garden, the point of our garden, a lot of it is growing and donating. So we donate to like the uh, Children's Home Society or there's a women's shelter, um, another homeless um, day service center that we um, give to because they provide lunch every day for people. So, you know, we just we partner in that way, too. So
0: do you um, do you have a core group uh, that does long range planning and develops a vision going forward uh, new ways you can work with these partners that have been helpful to you what's yeah. what's the outlook for 2022 and beyond i guess is a simple way of putting yeah. it
1: Yeah, I'd say we kind of got planned the first part of the year. Um, And this Healthy Harrison project is going to take three months. So that's, that's the first three months of our year. Um, And then we have um, It's the 250th anniversary of Berkeley County next year. So I'm on a committee, so that's how that's an, that's an example of ways that we partner with other committees, so I'm on the committee and actually some of the people that are in Healthy Berkeley are also on the committee. So we're having what's called, a we're calling it Healthy, or call it Explore Berkeley Challenge, so it's going to be kind of like a scavenger hunt, but it's going to involve some activity and we're getting help from the James Rumsey Technical Institute, the students are actually helping write the app for it. They're gonna do the graphics, they're gonna do the, actually help us with picking the stations and what the activities are gonna be. So that's gonna be a month long challenge that people can participate in. Um, and then we have a color run, that's a new project with Parks and Rec. Um, and they started that this year as part of the 250th anniversary, but it hopefully will be something that'll be year to year. So we're gonna be doing a 5K um, and partnering with Parks and Rec on that.
0: Is that one of those runs where you get sprayed with colored? Okay. I I thought that's what that was. Yeah, But I think we're just going to use
1: blue and gold. So you're going to leave with a blue
2: and gold t-shirt. So that's, I like that. I like that idea. Well, Gary, that was a question I had too. I I was thinking the same thing. You know, that typical question that you ask, where do you see yourself in five years? I mean, if you just had a crystal ball and say, um, of course, if money's not an object, yeah. Where where could we be? Where do you see Healthy Berkeley in five years? What would be the ultimate?
1: Um, I do, I guess continue to partner with um, people in the community. There's always things that come up. I guess we're we're not long range planners. We're more like we've been doing a lot of things year after year, and some well, and the pandemic really just kind of put a stop to yeah. things we typically did. Like we used to do a day in January because they put snowmen up, wooden snowmen that the kids paint downtown as decorations on the um, meters. And we used to have what was called a frosty family fun day. And we had four different uh, kind of family oriented places downtown. So you would stop at those places and we had like a 5k walk with that and, you know, hot chocolate And, and we did that for several years well pandemic kind of put a kibosh on that so I think we were doing things of the same projects every year up until covid so now we're kind of like in this okay let's figure out what we're going to do you know going forward but keeping a lot of those projects and now we've got these new opportunities like healthy harrison we've done um like i said we're doing explore berkeley we'll do a 5k um we're doing we've done like the walk 100 miles in 100 days that wvu does Um, so we've we've done that before
2: so just so to just continue to by these programs i'm sorry where do you send somebody to get involved um, you know, We push our, our facebook page um yeah the harrison page and mm-hmm. with board members as well and steering committees as, as much yeah. as we can and then our partners too so mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah um we had just done a survey I think the fall before the pandemic, and it was like, okay, we're going to, you know, we put it out to the public and let's see who knew we can get on the committee and what projects we want, you know, and it's like, oh, well, that's sat there for a year or two because we haven't been able to do anything. <laughs>
0: yeah. So Dana, how are you uh, succeeding at reaching out to a, uh, a broad age demographic? Are you, are you, involving the kids as well as the uh, the older folks in your community?
1: Yeah, I will say with our events, they're usually family oriented. So mm. like the 5k we had, and we would do a kids fun run with that. We had kids who would run the 5k and then do the fun run. So kids nowadays do these 5ks all the time. Yeah. Um, so I feel like everything was pretty family oriented. That was one area that we were lacking. Um, I'll have to say when we did the the benchmarks for the Healthy People, Healthy Places. Um, there's not many student-led or that we are involved with, especially student-led organizations that are doing kind of healthy. So the the uh, Healthy People, Healthy Places focuses on fruit and vegetable consumption, physical activity, and water and tobacco. So in those areas, there might be a, um, uh, there's some of the raised groups or something in the schools, which is tobacco oriented. And there might be a SAD group, but they're really, didn't seem to be, um, and nothing that we were associated with either that were like student led things. So we were trying to develop that a little bit, um, but really haven't, haven't been able to get. I I was going to
0: ask that is how well you're uh, communicating with schools and are they receptive to some of the things that you maybe are trying to do?
1: Yeah. Now the schools are, we've had, we do have like right now there's somebody in our food service who's a registered dietitian who is on our healthy Berkeley committee. And we've had different people from the food service and the schools used to have somebody who was a wellness coordinator. So it it kind of goes up and down about what the schools are doing with their wellness um, projects and stuff. So we've always been had a good relationship with the schools and they will help push out um, programs if we want and that kind of stuff. So um, we do partner in that way.
2: I know we're towards the end, but I've got I hope it's not a curveball. But, you know, my day job, we talked about economic development. Just uh-huh. curious in your county, how have the companies, industries, the businesses, how have they participated and partnered with you?
1: Yeah, so that's actually one of the benchmarks, too, is looking at workplaces and how they. Um, so we do try to get, um, try to think it might have been walk 100 days, we pushed that out to to companies and tried to get them to participate. We got a few places um, to participate. So we use the chamber to try to get the messages out about what we're doing. Um, So and actually this slay the holidays, there are workplaces of people that because we're doing it as a team challenge too. So there are workplaces that are doing it together. So well, that's good to hear. Yeah, and so actually, as part of the benchmarks, you know, we have some of the big companies like Procter and Gamble, Quad Graphics, um, and they have their own employee wellness programs. Um, so, so they we do have a lot of companies, even like banks and like the hospital. Um, there's a lot of ways you earn benefits or you earn discounts on your benefits by doing certain programs and stuff. So, um, we know we do have that in the area.
2: Right, it's good to partner with them. Yeah, we found it um, beneficial. Yeah.
0: We are about ready to wrap up. I'm, I'm going to ask you this because I, I, I think I missed some of the, uh, the detail, but the, uh, there will be a change your state challenge between the two okay. counties. And, and I, I didn't catch, maybe it's not all developed yet, but what the, uh, the specifics of that challenge will be.
1: Yeah. So it's using the app that you all have, which has mm-hmm. the mind move and eat goal setting, the small, the tiny goals, uh, or tiny habits, I guess. Um, So it's gonna be that same challenge, um, but just done all virtually. We won't do a way in and way out here. Um, We didn't really have the central location and we kind of wanted to get away from focusing on weight so much. We wanted to just focus on the behaviors and changing your behaviors. Um, We're gonna have a pre and post test or survey that goes with it to see, you know, how are you, how have your habits changed over the time of the program. So, and we're gonna do, um, like you earn so many points each month. And if you earn a minimum amount of points each month, you'll be put in a prize drawing. So try to keep incentives for people going along the way. And then there'll be big prize drawings at the end if you reach a certain number of points. And then also the top three point earners will get prizes. So we're gonna do a combination of cash prizes and um, certificates to local businesses.
0: Okay. Yeah. And sometimes that motivates people. That's, you know, Mm -hmm. when you talk about how do we get broader, how do we reach a greater cross-section of the community? Sometimes little things like that can uh, get people excited. It's
2: very
1: Uh true. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, back to your question about the economic development. I mean, it's hard to measure that. And that's one of the things that Healthy People, Healthy Places is trying to capture is how do you measure the economic impact of these programs? And what you hope happens is you know, obviously a healthier community is a healthier workforce and companies will see that and, and, you know, take interest in that and and help your community in that way. So, yeah, and actually a little, I was going to say a little known fact about Berkeley County is we are like one of the biggest geocaching County or actually place in the world. I think we have a lot of geocache here and people come around from around the world to geocache every year. Really? so if okay. you're interested in geocaching, you got to come to Berkeley County. <laughs> do, you know,
0: do you know why that came? <laughs> but about? I
1: think it's because we have a, a gentleman who's very passionate about it, oh, and he's okay. made these geocaching sites. Yeah. And our, our 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 community, our convention, and visitors bureau is very involved. That's like a location you can go to, like check in and stuff, and get your coins or whatever it is that you do. I can't know. Um, yeah. But I
0: don't, um, totally. Yeah. understand. I just used to see a lot of people walking around staring at their <laughs> iPhone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And
1: I think you've got interactive um, catches that you go to. So it's not your basic, just go to a point and see something. I think you have to sometimes physically or solve a quiz or something like that to actually get to them. So that's, it's pretty well known in the geocaching circles. Oh,
0: cool. We <laughs> need yeah, you to great. work on something that coordinates with what you're doing. Go to the site, do 10 push push-ups. go to the next yep. site.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we're actually gonna have that as part of our Explore Berkeley challenge will be one of the geocaching sites. So. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Hey, uh, Dana, thanks so much for joining us. It's exciting to, to hear what you're doing there. Uh, a lot of them, you know, completely different than what we focused on here in Harrison County, but it's also exciting to know that we're uh, we going to create some opportunity to, to work together on projects yeah. that can be helpful to both of us. So, appreciate you taking it. time to join cool. us today.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me. Yeah. It's a great discussion. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Let <laughs> me uh, remind folks joining us that uh, this is the Healthy Harrison Podcast, and uh, as it is every week, it's our goal to change your state of mind and ultimately change the state of health here uh, in our local communities and throughout the state of West Virginia. If you want more help right now, visit healthyharrison.org or visit the Healthy Harrison Facebook page and give us a like. Uh, You'll find lots of support if you go to that uh, Healthy Harrison Facebook page. You can also stream past episodes of the Healthy Harrison podcast. Again, we want to thank our sponsors, WVU Medicine, United Hospital Center, West Virginia University, The State Journal, wvnews.com, and Interaction Media, our producers. On behalf of Healthy Harrison and Amy Haberbosch wilson we thank you for joining us. We thank again Dana. Next week uh, on the show, Brock Malcolm and Amy will be talking with Rich Sutphin of West Virginia Rural Health. If you ever thought, I don't know how to get started on a path to better health? your ship has come in. Just watch the Healthy Harrison podcast every week, and we'll see you next time. Again, Dana, thanks.
2: Thank you. Have a great weekend. Thank you.